0: welcome to the final episode of season one of the man cave i am your host devin jennings and before i get into today's topics i would like to give a few thank yous to my fellow editor and producer Roderick bishop i know without him none of this could be possible and i would also like to give a few thank yous to you the listeners i would just like to say thank you for finding my podcast enjoying my content and i really hope you all stick around for season two now that I got my thank yous out the way, let's go ahead and get into today's topics. Kicking off the show, we have to talk about Mike Tomlin's press conference when they were talking about him potentially taking the USC coaching job. For those of you that do not know, recently, University of Southern California has opened up a coaching job and everyone's talking about, well, maybe Mike Tomlin might go after this job. And this is how his press conference went. Palmer connecting you to some college jobs. Hey guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never, okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? In my personal opinion, I think Mike Tomlin handled that press conference perfectly. Coach Tomlin did a perfect job of making sure everyone understood That he did not want to leave the NFL and go down to the college ranks. He loves Pittsburgh and he wants to continue coaching for the Steelers. But there was something that he said in his press conference that really stuck with me. And I feel like I need to take the time to dive into it. During his press conference, Mike Tomlin said, and I quote, Anybody asking Sean Payton, Saints head coach, about that question mark Anybody asking Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, about stuff like that, question mark. That's a very great question. Have anybody even asked these other coaches about those coaching jobs? As of right now, Andy Reid and the Chiefs are three and four in last in their division. From the way things are looking, if the Chiefs even make the playoffs, they won't even last past the wild card round yes Champagne and the Saints they are four and two and above 500 and they have a pretty good chance of making the playoffs but we all know they won't make it past Tom Brady and the Bucks Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and from the way things are looking Dak and the Cowboys and Kyler Murray and Cardinals so I am circling back to Mike Tomlin's question why are they only asking him about the USC coaching job and not any of these other coaches And I hate to keep talking about it, but the only reason I can come up with is just raced. It looks to me that they are looking over Mike Tomlin's resume, which is an outstanding resume, and just looking at his skin and saying, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers ain't doing so well this year. Let's go ahead and just send him down to the college level. For those of you that do not know Mike Tomlin's resume, yes, he has had four losing seasons as a coach in NFL. But during the time that he has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he has not had one losing season. Since Mike Tomlin took the team over in 2007, he has had 148 wins. That's third most amongst NFL coaches right now. He has also made nine playoff appearances as well, making him tied fourth among NFL coaches. Lastly, he has had two Super Bowl appearances tied second amongst NFL coaches. I bring up his resume to make this point. Why is it that a successful coach like Mike Tomlin is still being asked, is he leaving the NFL for college? At the same time, you all are not asking other coaches like Kyle Shanahan's, the 49ers head coach who blew two Super Bowl leads, or... Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach that hasn't even won a game yet this season. Since I have to move on, I want to leave this topic just saying this. Moving forward, we need to look at coaches' resumes over their skin color to determine where they should go in the future. Now let's talk about the Steelers themselves and how they are looking at the midpoint in this season. From what I have seen so far, the Steelers seem to be going in the right direction. I think the offensive line has improved tremendously these past two weeks. I've noticed that they have started opening up more and more gaps for Najee Harris and others to run the ball through and also protecting Ben in the backfield. Also, they haven't been called on a whole lot of penalties lately, which I have enjoyed that. Also, Ben himself is have been improving as the season went along. I have noticed his pectoral injury seems to be not bothering him as much. Ben has been making accurate throws lately, and his th- decision-making has been pretty good. Our wide receiver course seems to be responding well with Juju Smith-Schuster being out for the season. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool seem to be stepping up as white receivers replacing Juju. And our defense, our defense still needs a little bit of work, but I believe overall we are solid. Our front 7 in my opinion is one of the best front 7s in the NFL. As long as we keep TJ Watt, Devin Bush, and Hayward healthy, I think we'll we'll be okay. Our secondary once again, still needs a little work, mostly because we have a young secondary. I am starting to see some potential in James Pierre, our young corner, and a recently drafted young corner, Trey Norwood. And I think Minka, he's, he's going to have a big rest of the season. So when you talk about Steelers in the playoffs, I think we're going to make the playoffs— potentially AFC North champions entering the playoffs? Maybe. I am not sure yet. But one thing all of us Steelers fans need to understand now, we have to be ready to put away our black jerseys for the year and be prepared to wear white jerseys throughout the whole playoffs if necessary. Moving on from talking about the Steelers, let's get into my week seven reactions and thoughts. Pittsburgh was on a well-deserved bye week, so they didn't play. So let's talk about our AFC rivals, the Bengals versus the Ravens. I said this last week on the episode that the Bengals had to win this game versus the Ravens. Not just for themselves, but for the entire AFC North race. And just wow, the Bengals pulled through for me for the first time this season. Somebody actually beat the Ravens when I wanted them to beat them. (laughs) <laughs> finally the bingles they just didn't beat the ravens they demolished the ravens right now jamar chase he is my rookie of the year and it goes to show you that the baltimore ravens they can be beaten thanks to the bingles beating the ravens we are now only two games behind everyone for first place in the north so now all we need are both teams to lose games here and there And we need to keep winning the games we're supposed to win and win some of the games we're not supposed to win. And before you know it, we'll be first in the AFC North again. Moving out of AFC, let's go and talk about the Chiefs versus the Titans. There's really one takeaway I had from this game, and it's that the Chiefs dynasty is over. The Chiefs were manhandled Sunday during all four quarters of the game. Derrick Henry once again had another big game. Patrick Mahomes and the offense still not doing what they usually do, what we all expected them to do. And right now they're sitting three and four, third in their division. So if they do end up making the playoffs, I feel like they won't make it past the wild card. And personally, if the Raiders keep up with what they're doing, and if the Broncos... And if the Chargers just continue to stay somewhat close with the Chiefs, I don't believe we will even see them in the playoffs this year. The Titans, on the other hand, played an outstanding game, 5-2. and two. They're in a good commanding lead in the AFC South. The next best team is the Colts, and you all already know how I feel about the Colts. For the first time... Julio Jones and A.J. Brown was able to play on this, play at the same time. And once again, they have Derrick Henry, who is a MVP candidate. So I believe they'll definitely make the playoffs, no doubt. I just hope we don't have to take a trip to Tennessee when it's time. Those were the only two noticeable games that I saw. So now let's talk about my final season one game picks let's talk about my final season one game picks for week eight starting with my Steelers coming off their bye week to travel to Cleveland to play the Browns I believe this should be a somewhat of an easy game for us to win just because of all the injuries that the Browns are dealing with right now especially to their quarterback Baker Mayfield As of right now, he is questionable to play, but against the Cardinals, he fractured his shoulder. In addition to his shoulder, he torn his labrium. Now, I am not a doctor, or I will never try to be one, but it sounds like to me that that isn't something you should be playing with. But Baker Mayfield is a tough guy, so we'll see what happens Sunday. Nick Chubb is hopeful to play on Sunday, but he is still dealing with his calf injury, so as of right now, who knows? Kareem Hunt is officially out for Sunday's game. So this one might be the second game in a row where the Browns won't have both their star running backs. Also, if Baker Mayfield cannot play, Case Keenum will once again get the starting job. If Case Keenum does start, there will be no doubt in my mind that TJ Watts, Alex Highsmith, Cameron Hayward and a bunch of other guys are going to have a field day in the Browns' backfield. Because not only is Case Keenum not going to have his star running backs with him, he, he also might not have Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham either. From an injury standpoint, the Steelers should win. But I want them to win more so on the offensive side of the ball. I want to see more progression With our offense, I want to see our offensive line open up more gaps for Najee to run through. And I want to see Ben make more accurate throws downfield. Because I have noticed he has missed a few deep balls down the field that could have been humongous plays or even touchdowns. Until I hear any other reports or news about the game, I'll be picking, of course, my Steelers to beat the Browns on Sunday. Let's back up a little bit and move from Sunday to Thursday as Green Bay travels to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I think this will be the first true test for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yes, I understand they are 7-0 and that's good and everything, but, but we have to take a look at who they have played this point in the season. If you take a look at their schedule, you will see that They played the Vikings, Jaguars, 49ers, Browns, and Texans. Five teams that contribute to their 7-0 start. Now, I'm not taking anything away from them. That's a good job. But, once again, we all know those aren't great teams in the league right now. They also have beat the Rams, which it is an impressive win. And they have also beat the Titans, which right now, the Titans, I'm on mixed I have mixed emotions with them. I have mixed feelings about them because one week they beat the Chiefs, but the next week they lose to the Jets, and I don't know. It's it's a little confusing. I will say this, that there is nothing confusing about the Packers. Granted, Aaron Rodgers won't have his number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams. So just noting that key injury i have learned never to bet against a champion so i'm going to pick that aaron Rodgers will upset arizona thursday night to cap off my last episode of season one of the man cave i have one final my bad bro to give out and he's actually the first guy that i started it with Jameis winston for those of you that do not know Jameis winston and The Saints played on Monday night versus Seattle. While I was doing my homework and watching the game, I heard a reporter said that Jameis Winston actually likes to play football in the rain. Although he has never won a rainy football game in the NFL. So of course I said to myself, "Mm, that's not really smart and I believe you're going to lose the game anyway. But you know what Jameis Winston, that was my bad bro. You actually finished the game with 222 yards and a touchdown pass. And do not think I didn't see you in the um, second quarter where you fumbled the ball at like the snap, picked it up, looked around, and then you hit Alvin Kamara in the end zone for a touchdown. That was a nice play. I'm not going to lie. So just keep up the good work, man. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of The Man Cave with Devin Jennings. As a sports communication student, I wanted to make my own experience my resume and this podcast is part of that effort. Every listen supports me so please share and feel free to leave a review of the show. This podcast was written and hosted by me Devin Jennings and produced by myself and Roderick Bishop. Again thank you all for listening and have a great week.